Well, hello, folks, to a special bonus episode of uh, We the People. This is the American Soccer the Alex Podcast. bonus episode. The, uh, <laughs> this is the American Soccer Podcast in which you're going to get to know everything, everything, everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national soccer team. My name is Clayton, and I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I manage a web design company. There you go. And we love the Nats that we're talking to in the mix zone today. Interview bonus. Holla. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. We have convened for the reasons of the interviews. Ty has been in the New Jersey. Is this right? In the Pennsylvania. Correct. Where- I'm in, in New Jersey. Deeply embedded Deeply with the U.S. Embedded. national team, he's undercover. In, he's in the scene. He's undercover. He's got. He's in introducing himself. He's in the cut. He's shaking hands. He's doing stuff. And we wanted to shoot this, uh, this little bit of content out to you pre-game as we uh, get hype, get hypey, hype, 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 hype for USA versus Brazil. Uh, so Ty, why don't you just quickly give the people an overall sense of what the past twenty-four hours has been like for you? Uh, uh, being there, and then we'll jump right into the interview clips. Yeah, so this morning was uh, the the media day, media availability for the players. They've been training here in Jersey all week, so the the press has been kind of uh, assembled in 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 the area for that. Um, and so today's the the last uh, press availability before the game. And Dave Dave Saruman did he descended from his high tower and delivered a wonderful press conference. Uh, and, and so, you know, learn, learn some things there. Were you um, able, were you then, able to hear his voice or did, did, did through some sort of strange holographic technology, did you hear the, right. the voice of your first grade? Right, right. It's like teacher? the, it's like the wind. You only know it's there by seeing its effect. When Saruman <laughs> speaks, you just, you can tell what he said through the reactions of others. Excellent. So <laughs> it's a very mystical, very challenging, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was it was it was a good time this morning and um got to you know ask some of the New Jersey area guys about this New Jersey experience not to be so New Jerseyist but there is something going on here you're also we seem to be producing our more than our fair share of US national team players from this area a disproportionate so, amount and you're yeah, also so in New Jersey so this is our opportunity to be Jerseyist the game is in Jersey there's lots of Jersey boys suiting up for the Nats uh, so we did not uh, we weren't able to capture physical evidence of Dave Saruman's voice uh, however, we did get some 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 interviews with the likes of Weston McKenney. Uh, this is this is in order as you will hear them. Weston McKenney, Tyler Adams, and then Matthew Miazga. Uh, you will hear those voices. You will hear Ty's voice asking them interesting questions, and you'll hear a couple rando voices that we decided uh, your questions don't superior questions being asked by a- actual professionals. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they met the bar, let's say, uh, but. Uh, but yeah, let's let's dive into it and then we'll we'll talk a little bit about it. Weston McKenney. Past games that we were uh, up for a competition, uh, we proved it against France, I think, and in these past couple games that we were in, that uh, it doesn't matter the size of the team or, or you know the type of players that they have on the team. Of course, we play against Neymar this time, and it'll be a, a fun experience, I think, for everyone. I think we're all excited to just go out there and, and see how we compete against them. 
what would you like to see the team do better than, than maybe than they did against France? Just like any any aspects of the game that you want to see sharp? No, I mean we we always have a, a game plan whenever we go out. Um, you know the players out on the field and, and the coaching staff. We always try and you know make sure we're on the same page. And uh, you know he puts forth a game plan, and we just try and go out there and execute it the best we can. And uh, I think that's what we did, and I think that's why we uh, we've been successful. And and even sometimes on the field, you know, we have to figure some things out for ourselves because you know the game calls for different situations on the field, and you know outside you can't really see everything. Um, and then it's a little different outside than it is in the field, but we all try our best to to be on the same page. Uh, it, it's definitely it's it's one of those things where I wasn't you know really alive and I didn't have like a direct effect on me as as I was a younger kid. But you know, growing up, I, I liked history is one of my favorite subjects, and you know to be able to learn you know the background and, and the the rich you know history and the strength that you know Americans had to put together and to come together and you know make it through was such a difficult time and you know the sacrifices that people made. Like us, we're kind of based on you know sacrificing for each other, putting forth hard work, and and wanting to do whatever we can to succeed and to get a result. So. Yeah. Tyler Adams. How are you? Good. Uh, how's it feel being being in Jersey, playing for the U.S.? Yeah, it feels a little bit. Yeah, it feels a little bit different. Obviously, uh, to represent the national team in front of friends and family would be pretty cool. Obviously, it's comfortable training at the Red Bull training facility, uh, where I train every day. My brother trains. I'm always around there. Um, and then to be in an area that I'm familiar with is always is always nice. You're gonna have a big uh, section tomorrow. People down. Oh, absolutely. I have had so many people ask me for tickets. <laughs> I mean, there's only so many tickets I can get, so yeah, obviously exactly. I have to say no to some people, which yeah. is hard, but uh, I'll have a nice little section yeah. for you for uh, sure. Uh, what is it about this area, the New York, New Jersey area, that seems to be so good for developing American soccer? Yeah, it's interesting. They've, we've had so many good Americans come out of this area. Um, I don't know whether it's you know, this section of whether the Red Bulls area, the PDA area, um, and, and obviously the, the Connecticut area as well. I think the Tri-State area in general has just produced so many players lately. I think the competition is at such a high level, um, and the academies are breeding such good good players at the moment. So I think that um, for me, being a player that comes from that area, uh, it's pretty cool now to see younger players start to develop more and more. And you guys were in the city yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you detect any sort of any sort of vibe that New York is developing into more of a, a soccer city than it has been in the past? Yeah. Based on all the efforts of all of you. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think that just being a, a New York Red Bull player and seeing how far the Derby has come in, in a few few amount of years, um, you could see that that the competition and the developing, you know, and uh, developing. Uh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Darbies are, are just getting bigger and bigger. Um, and being a young player, being in the metropolitan area, and, and growing up and having Thierry Henry as a role model playing with the Red Bulls, that kind of started the whole thing. And I think that um, when Jesse came here and Ali Curtis came here and, and started to change the philosophy of how we play, um, it's more attracting to young players. And we, we have such a young fan base now, and I think that's important because as a young player, you want to be able to represent a team that or support a team that has young players on the team. And I think that our team shows that. What was it like facing you know Thierry for the first time in the locker room after that win against DC? If I can ask you that. Uh, Meeting him for the first time, I should say. Oh, at home. No, I actually I had met him before that. So um, when I was 16, I got to train with the first team, and he was he was there. Um, so it was it was cool seeing him again and, and getting to know him, obviously, um, and being a player that obviously you want to make a statement when, whenever you're in front of Thierry. So it was cool to get a win um, against DC and ultimately win the Atlantic Cup. What's it like being 
um, kind of like leading Aaron to his first camp because this is his first time ever. I mean, technically, you're the seniority of the group uh, besides you and Tim. And yeah. I know Matt's here uh, yeah. coming from France right now with Mons. What's it like to like lead Aaron to his first camp and introduce it to the guys? Yeah, first off, Aaron has deserved everything that he's getting right now. I mean, whether it's the All-Star game, getting that recognition, and then ultimately leading to this at the, at the national team level, uh, it's been great to see how he's developed and, and he's growing into such a leader for not just our team, but now, you know, hopefully consistently with the national team. Um, so for me, I think that it's been really cool now to, to have another teammate uh, that's representing the Red Bulls here. Um, and then he's just gonna he's just gonna be himself around these guys. He knows how to fit in. He's done well throughout the camp the whole time, and, and it's no surprise to anybody. So for me, it's not leading him into a camp. He'll always do his own little thing. But uh, it's cool to see him for sure. As a, as a guy who actually grew up in this area, playing for the team now with the Red Bulls as well, playing Brazil at Medellin, is this sort of like almost like a dream kind of? One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean. Playing a team that, you know, maybe wishes they did a little bit better in the World Cup. Uh, it's important for us to show how hungry we are and to have so many friends and family coming to the game um, is really cool. You know, my coach will be here, obviously, and Chris Armis and stuff like that. Uh, and, and all the support system that I have around this area is amazing. Uh, I haven't played in MetLife yet, so it would be pretty cool to step in, in MetLife and see how that is. Um, but I'm just excited for the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I had to say no to some people. Man. <laughs> Which locker room did you want to be in? Oh, Giants. <laughs> for sure, I'm a, I'm a bit disappointed right now. Yeah. Was there a moment in your career where you thought maybe something like this could be a possibility? Like, was there a certain jump maybe in your career? Yeah, I mean, I would say that kind of after. In between the under-17 World Cup and my transition to becoming an under-20 national team player, I was like, I felt that I had developed so much in between that time that playing for the senior national team wasn't too far away. It was just a matter of getting consistent minutes with the first team and doing well with the first team. Obviously, you know, not qualifying for the World Cup, that turns things the page a little bit quicker, um, offering me my opportunity a bit sooner, I think. Um, but I think that with the hard work and, and continuing to play well with my club, that this, this opportunity was going to arise. Yeah. You've broken into the national team. Obviously, reports are headed to Germany in January. We've seen Alfonso and Schiller story and heading over to Germany soon as well. What does it mean to you to be a part of that kind of flagship group in the league and what does it say about MLS you think to have players getting sold to, to big teams in Germany? Yeah, well first off I think that MLS is doing a great job right now of taking, you know, getting away from players that may be on the outskirts of their career and instead getting players that want to come into the league as you know young professionals and and then work their way before they leave the, the league so um, obviously you know it's easy to talk about guys like Miguel Almarone and Josef Martinez who who are here and doing so well possibly before you know an even bigger move um, but as a young player and, and being a homegrown you want to represent your club in the right way and I think that Red Bulls has given me all the opportunities to to, to prove to them that I deserve to be on the field so whether it was with the USL uh, development plan and so many taking so many USL players that we have right now and giving them the opportunity in the first team that's ultimately opened up opened up the most doors for me. Matt Miazga. Hey Matt, how's it going? How are you? Uh, how's it feel to be playing in Jersey? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Obviously, uh, I'm from here. I have a lot of people coming to the game, so it's uh, exciting to be here back in Jersey and obviously playing for the national team uh, in your home state. Yeah, and you must have been missing your family. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Uh, you miss your family, they're away from you, but, you know, uh, we, we, we see each other uh, pretty often, but 
it'll be nice for them to be at the game uh, with me wearing the national team jersey. Real quick, um, what is it about jersey that helps amazing soccer players? I don't know. Yeah, yeah we, we, we have a, a good, uh, a, I mean, you could look back and we have good generations of players coming through. I don't know, I feel like it's just talent here. We have a diverse, uh, I think it's a diversity of, uh, of ethnicities and nationalities. And obviously then we're all American and then like uh, football is big in different countries and we all get together here and we have good coaches to develop us. So I think uh, the players speak for themselves, everyone that's come through the New Jersey systems. Yeah. Thanks, man. Twas a good time, was it not? Uh, did, you get, did you get that feeling of feeling incredibly old when Weston said, uh, Weston's like, it's like, did you appreciate the 9-11 memorial? And he's like, yeah, I love history class. <laughs> oh man dude i was yeah, thinking that's rough i had big yeah. dreams i was a fully grown person when that event occurred um indeed indeed that, that was the one quick thing i picked Should up history like, dog i love that's news dog <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh boy it is history isn't it yes Maybe we should start, let's swing back to Weston, but let's start with the uh, overarching question that you kind of brought to both Tyler Adams and Matt Miazga of why are we developing such great Americans in this region? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought it was interesting that that neither of them had like a specific um, uh, read except that uh, I think Miazga was talking about the diversity of of the area, which is very much a, a thing. That's a pretty pivotal factor. Like I think there's a lot that there's a lot to be to be said there, and living around here, you're in close proximity with people. A great way to get to know other people is through is through sports in general, and a great way to get to know people from abroad is is soccer. So, you know, we have we have a decent little pickup scene here. We've got uh, got plenty of teams, plenty of sort of amateur uh, league matches going on and there's sure. there is a sense that that soccer is kind of part of the culture here unless not, we forget. not to the degree that it is out where you are but but it's it's a thing yeah out here on the west coast uh, in yeah. seattle especially but lest we forget um you know the the emergence the the arrival of thierry Henry in new york city when we were teenagers correct yeah was a noticeable difference we felt that i was a player ty wasn't even a player but still felt that you, i was a i was hear... a pure 40 uh punter yeah, sure. sure. Was, yeah, no, that's true. You were getting out going at that time. You you were starting to pick up. Pick We've up been, there. and by the way, Thierry Henry did. They they practiced when the All Star game was at Red Bulls Red Bull Arena. They uh, did their training at Pier Forty, and so there's photographic evidence of, uh, of global superstars treading that. Uh, Dirty, dirty turf. That's right. Filled with this, my spit. Yeah, Pier Forty <laughs> is the is the field in Manhattan where we kind of. Let's. I want to say. I would say learned our trade, but I don't think that. Right, I don't think it really right. counts. Um, learned how to learned how to suck a little less. <laughs> yeah. But I loved. I loved the shout out from Tyler Adams to Thierry Henry. I think that's apropos. I think that's. Yeah. Oh, that was a huge factor, and I also loved uh, Tyler's putting. He put someone in check. He was like, oh, I didn't just meet Thierry. I've known Thierry Henry since I was sixteen. I've known Thierry. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. If you're pure forty, man, I think like. The diversity of New Jersey has a lot to do with it, and then in New York, it feels it feels like in New York itself there actually is kind of a paucity of guys who are like really making it from there. Waya would be one, which would be interesting. He's the consummate New Yorker in that he lives in yeah. like ten different places, but still thinks he's a New Yorker. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. he's a he's a wealthy individual who travels all over the world, but is a New Yorker. Right. Um, and that, that, that could be a thing. I mean, Hey, maybe there's something to that in this, in this new age of uh, hot housed 
uh, young stars, maybe it's their the the balance will tilt in the direction of the privileged when it comes to becoming a great soccer player, when the balance has heretofore been all about being the underprivileged and having a route out of out of poverty and out of a a difficult life, you know. Doubtless, so, there will be both. We will get both. We should get both, but but uh, I think you know if U.S. soccer wants to improve outcomes. Make more pure forties. There should be a pure forty in in every city in the freaking country, and there should be like ten of them in Manhattan. But you know, easier said than done. So, yeah. pure forty asphalt green, uh, the 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 spot in Chinatown where Steve Nash does his thing. Yeah, from New York. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these these places are like they're essential in the growth of of people. Not only you know developing as players, but developing into loving the game like us. Like I don't, I think without pure forty, we're not talking right now. Because that was my chance to get, like, as a non-player, to get to experience how it feels to play, how challenging it is, understand it more deeply, and then want to, you know, to it, it's a feedback loop because you get the chance to to try to imitate what you see on TV, which makes you want to watch more on TV so that you can find more to imitate, you know? Sure, yeah. Yeah, and we got introduced to a lot of different cultures, and soccer was just a really genuinely cool part of our upbringing, you know? Not yeah, exactly. forced, not on yeah. purpose, it just was. And and you have to give a lot of credit to the Red Bull Academy, which is one of the first major academies that that started producing big time players. Um, Josie being the the big standout early, and they they have been doing a great job. They continue to do great, a great job, and I'm I'm sure it's at this point been a profitable endeavor. You know, they sold Josie for ten million a while ago. Um, they are about to sell. They they sold Miazga for five million to Chelsea. They're about to sell Tyler Adams probably for a similar amount. Uh, allegedly to Abel Leipzig, and oh, and and so I mean I don't know what they're spending on this place, but but between the value they get out of having homegrown players like Sean Davis, you know, developing into starters for their team, doing really well, to the the transfer values that they garner, uh, it's a it's a good thing, and so hopefully more uh, municipalities, especially diverse ones, will recognize that they're in a prime position to not just improve outcomes for their team, but but make some cash in the process, and that that. You know, sad as it is, like that's that's how this works as a business. So, when there's a business case for youth development, youth development will occur. Let's swing back for a second to Weston McKenney, uh, who 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 always seems to show this attitude that um, you know there's no such thing as a game that's too big for Weston McKenney. He's no, he, absolutely he, not. He has he has something in deep in his DNA where you can tell, just listening to the tone of his voice, because any player asked the same question about, well, you're going to play these big, big teams, et cetera, et cetera. You know, he, he responds by saying, well, you know, we're just, we're excited to be here and we want to see how we compare on this level. Now, any player could say those words, but I don't buy it all, usually. And when Weston right, says right. it, yeah. I fucking buy it. Like, he just seems like he's swimming in water that he knows. and he Weston and Tyler both, like... yeah. I you know I'm I'm new to this so I haven't I haven't seen up close like what it looked like when you know Sasha Kleschen and Ricardo Clark were the the hot new midfielders that were going to elevate us on the world stage or whatever. Um, so I don't I don't know what it looks like when you have that like brashness but it's not founded you know. But those those two like if I'm buying stock I want stock in those two yeah. you know like I I just I'm I couldn't be more confident that they're going to turn into players who actually could be at the level of a Brazil you know. I feel like that's where Weston would be trying to get if he if he was a, a young Brazil fishy. What do you call it? Pes, pes, pesca, pesca something. 
in in uh, the big the big pond over in Germany, he would be talking about making the the squat. He would be making noise. He would be pushing himself every day to get there. Absolutely. So I, don't, I think there's nothing in Weston's makeup that uh, that tells him like, eh, you're good. Like I think just any opportunity that he has, he's like, okay, next, 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 next. And that's that that kind of Clint Dempsey mentality that that we talked about on the last show. Um, my my highlight the the key weird thing with Weston is like he's not only he's very intense on the field, but he is just like a freaking goofball all the time. Yeah, and just always always screwing around with people, including um, uh, Grant Wall was shooting a little remote uh, pitch pitch side that maybe may, you know maybe he's on out on Fox website right now. Um, and Weston was like going behind him, like doing bunny ears and flexing and, <laughs> and being like a little, little turd back there just to, just to mess up the video. I love it. I love it. And, and it's like, <laughs> that's a very intangible quality to just, yeah. to have that little extra zest for life where you want to, you want to make things funny. You want to break the tension. Uh, that's good to have around. I think it would be hard as a coach to give that person the armband, but I think he's a leader. Know, he's being a leader in a different way, and I think it's yeah, just as yeah. important, you know. Whereas it's, Tyler it's, it's, is kind it's of his a method. Yes. yeah, and Tyler is more of like a Derek Jeter like type to me. Um, I th- he just yeah, has that I, dead I seriousness ness yeah. about him that like this shit is not a joke. It's not funny. Yeah, that's that's the interesting thing with him. He's like he's like almost too serious like yeah i think um i heard tab ramos talking about that when he was coaching uh adams and he was like you don't really want to tell adams that he did anything wrong because he already knows and he's already like super pissed at himself so it's like not really even worth mentioning it it's just like makes yeah. it worse you know uh and the you know it's the those are those are good guys to have around too so those are different styles of leadership but like the thing with adams is he'll he'll have to at some point start extending that to his teammates like he has been with the Red Bulls. Like I've seen him play for, for Red Bull a couple times. He, um, he is always jawing at people about wh- where they should have been, uh, where, where, when they should have released the ball, they didn't see a teammate, whatever it is. He's not even related in these plays, but he just takes it upon himself to like provide that information. And when you're an 18 year old kid, 19 year old kid, and you're telling grown men how to play the game, like that's, that's something that's, that's leadership. Uh, so yeah, you need both and they, they can probably like good cop, bad cop, certain situations and yeah. either way they're taking some heat off of uh Pooley baby. So that's, that's the most that's important. What it's all about. That's the most important thing. Take the pressure off that gem. Um, Ty, l- before we wrap it up, we got a game. It's USA, Brazil. It's going to be a fucking blast. Follow us if you enjoy the show at WTP pod and on Twitter, uh, follow us on Twitter at WTP pod and also r- rate and review us. Hit us with a five star. Uh, we might be able to get you on the show. Ty, anything else you gleaned from being there in person uh, that you think may um, inform us about what we're seeing on the field Friday night? Um, I, I am continually struck as I navigate this world as a now 30-year-old man uh, how, how many adults there are who are younger than me. You know, And I look at an 18-year-old or 19-year-old adult and I just think that it's a, it's a baby. Yeah. Um, and, and so that, that was what, what struck me was like, yeah, this really is a young group. You just, you know, in the absence of any of these Michael Bradley types, um, Josie Altidore types, like they are, uh, perhaps naive to a certain degree. We'll find out tomorrow whether it's naivete or, you know, the, the, the brash arrogance of youth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I, but I was, I was struck by that, like being, being, um, like up close with the players, you just notice like, 
these are young people, and they, they have plenty of time left in their uh, careers to make big impacts. Unlike me, I'm about to get taken behind the, the barn and, and you know, let go. <laughs> yeah, they got, they got, uh, you know, they got, 30. they got these man bodies doing, doing man body things, <laughs> and they're these boy people inside of there. Yeah, they're it's boy a, people a, with man bodies. It's a tight yeah. little window, <laughs> you know. It Eric Lehigh's in the hallway yeah. and until late at night trying to make sure nobody sneaks out of their bunks. I know, I know. Lehigh <laughs> has, he has a lot on his plate right now. He's got kids and a dog, I think, so he's, he's, he's like, he can handle it. He's seriously, yeah. that's why he's there. He's there to just, like, tone down the, the, like dick jokes and just get yeah, everyone exactly. like chilling exactly. you know? like yeah stop people from like like pranking each other too hard <laughs> i would love to see some of the pranks yeah I'll, I'll maybe i'll ask about that next i'll like surprise somebody yeah you got just any, pop in got any sick ass pranks what's the what's the funniest yeah, thing exactly. weston did this camp right exactly folks exactly. uh i love it i love it when uh you know things things kind of turn around for your day thought it would go one way then it goes the other I'm going to leave that one general. It's not very specific, but you know what All I mean, right. and I know you've been there. Um, I especially, uh, I like it a lot when the when I have, um, you know, multiple uh, tree nuts and peanuts combined into one dish in a tasteful way. It's hard to do, get all those species of nut in there, but it's worth it. And I love it, especially when my umbrella opens up beyond its intended uh the amount so it kind of pops open into a little reverse umbrella where i can capture some rainwater for later and uh it's great but i don't love any of that stuff as much as i love the gnats let's go boys goodbye people it's we the people it's we the people it's we the people